Life is complicated. There is the law and there is reality. Welcome to Law and Reality, sponsored by Thav Gross. Now, here's your host, Ken Gross. Welcome to this segment of Law and Reality. Today's topic is resolving credit card debt outside of bankruptcy. Jenny Lingo, good to see you. Hi, Ken. Good to be here. Brian Small. Always a pleasure, Ken. All right, so this week, I want to kind of take a little bit different direction. I mean, we've talked about getting rid of debt. We've talked about Chapter 7 bankruptcy, Chapter 13 bankruptcy. We've talked about debt resolution as an alternative. But there's a lot of people out there that for right off the bat, they're of the mindset that they say, I know I have too much credit card debt. I don't want to file bankruptcy. I'm not interested in it. Either I make too much money, I have too many assets, or it's just not right for me. How can I resolve my credit card debt without filing bankruptcy? Well, one of the beauty of coming to us is that we're going to do that analysis for you. When you come in and you've got a financial problem, we're going to look at all of your options and all of your opportunities to get yourself out of debt. And if your choice is that you don't want to look at a bankruptcy. Well, if you've gone to a bankruptcy attorney, the only thing they're going to sell you is a bankruptcy. If you come to us, we're going to be able to look at what all your opportunities are. And if debt resolution is right, that's the that's the, the door we're going to go down. And that's the word that I want to talk about today is debt resolution, which is not debt settlement. You hear on the radio and TV all the time, these national debt settlement companies make it sound like the simple secret program that they have that you're eligible to get rid of your credit card debt if you have $10,000 more well, of credit card debt. Well, the program is simple for them because they're just taking your money and putting it in your, their pocket. Yeah. Those programs are designed on a four-year plan, and they're a slick sales opportunity when you call an 800 number talking to somebody uh, in California or on a foreign soil, and they're trying to get you to buy into a program with this idea of making it sound simple and sweet, but it's not a good program. And the reasons are they charge too much money. It takes too long of a period of time, and they don't defend you if you're sued, and we'll talk about that later. But what I want to really focus on is how we go about getting rid of credit card debt outside of bankruptcy. It's a program that we call Debt Resolution that was developed by us. We developed it prior to the last recession. In 2006, we put it together, and we've been doing it since then in a very successful manner. It's predicated and being a program that's designed to take no more than two years, not a four-year plan. We believe it, if it goes longer than two years, then you're going to be more likely better suited for a Chapter 13 bankruptcy or a Chapter 7. Debt resolution, when it works, is a two-year program in our mind. Now, let me give you. Let me share a little or bit shorter. of or, or shorter. Or shorter. I mean, there's there's no doubt that we we can get a lot of people through the program as quickly as a year. It's just a matter of looking at your situation and trying to find the most efficient and effective way to get you out of debt. And when you're looking at debt resolution, we want to find the least costly method within there. We want it to cost you the least, and we want to get you the best possible result. Let me share some facts from comparecardscreditcarddebt.com that I found. Come on, say that again. com. I think think the website is comparecards.com. But they had a report on credit card debt for September 2018. 
The average rate is now the highest it's been in 22 years. It's up to 15.54%. Before, up until like six, seven months ago, if you looked at any kind of a national report on the average credit card rate, it was always around 14.54% for many years. So it shows that they've jumped it up recently. Now, one of the things, in fact, you pointed out to me when we were just talking uh, the other day about this, Brian, is that most cards are charging 19 and 21 and 22 percent. I look at it and if I if I pulled out the credit card uh, in my wallet, which I don't pay interest because I pay it off every month, that's 16.9 percent. You don't see that many that that are that low. But this rate is a combination of the teaser rates because you'll see a promotion on a card where they'll say for the first two years it's 0% interest and then or for the first 18 months it's 4.99% or you can do a cash uh, call on the card to pay off another card at a lower rate. The blended rate comes back to 15.54%. What it means is it's going up faster than other consumer loan rates. The total credit card debt is now over a trillion dollars, higher than it was in 2008, $16 billion increase over the previous month. Borrowing rates are going up at 5 to 6% per month. You know what that or means, annual don't you? Rate. You know what all this means, don't you? No, it, tell me. It, it means that history is going to repeat itself. Well, it, it seems to me that we're, it is repeating itself because we're we are we are now we're in the two thousand and six era. We're fiscally worse off than we were in two thousand and eight. The credit card debt is greater. Student loans, which were seven hundred billion dollars in two thousand and eight, are now at one point five trillion dollars. Mortgage debt is approximately the same amount as it was. I was looking this up in 2008. And auto debt is a half a billion, half a trillion dollars higher than it was in 2008. It's good for the auto companies. We're balancing on the head of a pin. And unfortunately, what's being balanced is a balloon. It's going to pop. In in fact, let's take that. A step further. It's not so much we don't. I don't sit here and worry about the national economy from the standpoint of statistics. I worry about the national economy from the standpoint of the everyday consumer. If you go back to what happened in two thousand and eight, when the economy fell apart, it took the banks about a year to react and send letters out to everybody eliminating their available credit. We are an economy where everyone, not everyone, but way the majority of consumers had no cash in the bank and they were living off their available credit. They may have owned 30 they may have owed 30 40,000 in credit card debt, but they had 50 60,000 dollars of available credit. If they had to make a tuition payment, they put it on the credit card. If the furnace went, they put it on the credit card. The problem was not necessarily a bad idea to put the tuition payment on the credit card versus the student loan. So you must be thinking because the credit card's dischargeable in bankruptcy, but the student loan debt isn't. Student loans will hunt you down until the day you die. Well, you have to balance that, you know, obviously, because a lot of times the attractive thing about student loans is the interest rate is much lower. Typically. Typically. You know, (laughs) I'm going to add to that. The credit card is not only dischargeable in bankruptcy, it's, it's, it's settleable through debt resolution, 
whereas a student loan debt is not something we can settle through debt resolution because they won't negotiate with you because they know you can't file bankruptcy. So you're technically student loans are legally dischargeable in bankruptcy, but it's almost nearly impossible to do so. And we'll we'll do a special show on student loan debt down the road when we talk about the few instances that you can get out from under a student loan debt. But believe me, they're few and far between. But going back to the point is what's going to happen the next time is our economy is still numerically is doing well right now. But it's doing well on the backs of the American consumer. Consumer spending is high. The reason why consumer spending is high is, A, employment is high, which is good. But the other thing you have to look at is the banks are making available credit, making credit card uh, uh, limits available to people. So consumer spending is up, but so are the credit cards. We're not actually paying cash. No, their debt's going up. And what's going to happen when the economy dips is the banks are going to do just what they did in 2010, but they're going to do it faster. They're going to send out letters to everybody saying, Mr. Jones, thank you for the fact that you've never been late on a payment. We are trimming your available credit to $4 greater than you currently owe us. I don't think it's going to be a letter, Ken. I think it's going to be a quick text message, push of the button, and everybody's credit limit is cut. So easy now. The letter will show up after it's been done. You'll be going to the restaurant trying to charge on your credit card, and your card will get declined. And then you'll call and go, why? And they'll go, oh, we reduced well, they'll, they'll your limit. No, they'll say, didn't you look at your email ago. we sent six minutes ago? We told yeah. you we weren't <laughs> going to approve that, that, that purchase. You're, you're right. And, we're, and where did that leave people then? And where will it leave people again? It left them with no cash in the bank and savings and now no available credit, so they have no means to pay for anything. That's when the economy then completely tanks because panic sets in. So... The point is, it's going to happen again. Let's go back to the start of the show, though, and say if you're out there and you're sitting there with twenty, thirty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars of credit card debt, and trust me, it's not uncommon for people to walk into our office with a hundred thousand plus in credit card debt, asking for help to get rid of the credit card debt. It's also, you know, not uncommon for forty and thirty and forty and twenty thousand dollars with the credit no, it, card debt. It's funny all the all the years I've been doing this. I used to think at one point I said, oh, wow, when credit card debts are starting to break above $20,000 for the average consumer. Now, 20000 is just normal. I mean, I see people every single day with twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in credit card debt. What's becoming interesting is, is I'm seeing lots of people in their 70s with twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for the credit card debt. And you know what the consistent thing about all those people is? They're taking their IRAs to pay it. They're retired and they are, they're using their fixed incomes to pay it. That's Which right. Is the, we, we're actually, we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, but it's the worst thing that you can do if you're a retiree on Social Security. They can't garnish your Social Security. You should never take your IRA and your 401k money and use it to pay off credit card debt. We can get rid of it in a bankruptcy if you want. We can or we can put you resolution. in we can do debt resolution. We can put you into a program of not paying it and just making sure that the only money in your checking account is your Social Security so they can't garnish it. But you don't want to squander your retirement money on paying down credit card debt. It's, you'll, you'll run out of money while you're living, which is the biggest fear for a senior. So let's take a let's take let's take Richard. He makes decent money. 
He's not willing to consider bankruptcy because he's making either too much money, doesn't want to do it for his job, or it's not right for him. But he's got too much credit card debt, and he wants to know, how do we go about resolving it? He makes 100000 a year. He's got $60,000 of credit card debt. The average interest rate on his cards is 20%. His minimum monthly payments on $60,000 of credit card debt is $1,500 a month. So that's just the interest payment. No, that's actually, that's that's more than the interest payment because on 20% on, it would be $1,200, $12,000 a year. 1000 of that would be his interest. 1500 is his minimum payment. He's still 18000 real dollars a year out of his pocket to deal with the debt. More than eighteen. That's eighteen after tax. It's really more like twenty three thousand out of his pocket. He's got to pay his taxes to net the eighteen thousand to pay to the IRS. And you're right, Jenny, when you said now it's more than the minimum it's the minimum monthly payment which is more than the interest, but does Richard have any m- money left at the end of the month? No, and the thing about Richard is is that the reason why we say it's uh, it's more than just the minimum monthly payment which is $18,000 a year, the pre-tax dollars that Richard could have saved in a 401k or in Instead, an IRA. So if he had taken the same $18,000 a year and instead of paying it towards Visa and MasterCard, he would have considerably more money, wouldn't it? I mean, it's it's like, I know we've done the calculation. I think it's, it's uh, over 10 years, just at 5% interest, will be $232,000. 20 years, 616000 So where is he if he keeps paying the 1500 a month towards his credit card in, good, good in 10 years? Richard you have in, nothing. <laughs> you're 100% right. Richard is one is, is in the credit card trap. And in, let me define the credit card trap because it's not, it's not this magical trap that few people get into. I would virtually say that anyone who has $20,000 or more of credit card debt is probably in the credit card trap. If when you pay your bills, you leave yourself insufficient cash to pay for the goods and services you need between then and your next paycheck, you're in the credit card trap. Because if you have insufficient cash to then pay for the things you need, you're going to have to use the credit card to charge in between paychecks. Which means even if you make the minimum monthly payment or bigger than a payment bigger than the minimum monthly payment, the credit card balances never go down. Which means you're caught paying interest on that debt for the rest of your life. And that's squandering your retirement dollars. Oh, come on. Is it really the rest of your life? That's what everybody's saying. Come on. It's not, it can't be that long. Okay. Richard's got $60,000 of credit card debt. He's making $100,000 a year. He pays out his $1,500 a month yeah, in his credit gone, card payments. He's gone in like 10 years, leaves, seven years, eight he, years. He leaves it? himself $200 in his checkbook after he's paid his bills. And he doesn't get paid for another two weeks. The $200 is gone by Friday between food and gasoline. And now from the following week, anything he has to buy, he charges. If you're listening and you're not like Rich, good for you. But I'm telling you, most people that have credit card debt are exactly like Rich. It's extremely understandable. And what it means is Rich will do the same thing every month for the next 20 and 30 years. And when he gets there, he, when he dies, he'll be able to say, oh, I had a credit score of 680. 
but I had zero cash and I lived like a pauper in retirement because I still had $60,000 of credit card debt. My house wasn't paid for. I was paying for two car loans and I had $2,500 a month coming in on Social Security. It doesn't work. That person is violating the three-point retirement plan that we have. It's impossible. You can't succeed in the three-point retirement plan if you have credit card debt. And reminding everybody again, it's a simple one. It's not, it's not Merrill Lynch advising you. It's, it's, Thav Gross telling you, own your own home free and clear. Have no debt and have some money in the bank. If you don't own your home free and clear and have debt, the money that you have in the bank, if you have any, will disappear quickly. And all you'll be left with is your Social Security to live off of, which is insufficient if your home isn't paid for. Now, and here's the, it's even worse. If you come in and the home isn't paid for, but you have a lot of equity in the home, okay, and you have limited Social Security income coming in, we can't even put you into a Chapter 7 bankruptcy if you have too much equity in the home. That's right. That's right. So you've got to get to the point where if, if, if that house is paid for, then we can get rid of the debt if you still have it. But if, you, if, you, if you're still carrying that debt, you've probably been wasting the ability to save money by carrying the debt. If you get rid of the debt in your 40s. And wasting and you your ability to get rid of it most, the, in the most efficient fashion. The sooner you can get rid of it, the better off you are. Absolutely. Every day, you know, penny saved is a penny earned. Every day you get rid of the debt, it's a day sooner that you start earning the money on the money that you Thank don't you, have Benjamin to put. So Franklin. how does debt resolution really work, Brian? So how are we going to make this program the 12 to 24 months to so get you out of the debt? Assuming that somebody comes in to us and, and we look at their situation and we say, all right, a Chapter 7 bankruptcy isn't an option for you. A Chapter 13 bankruptcy would be more costly and doesn't make sense. Then what we look at is, is getting you out of debt through debt resolution, settling your debt for pennies on the dollar. Or if you're of the mindset that says, I just don't want to do a bankruptcy, and how do I do it? Debt resolution is designed like this. We came up with our own program in 2006, and we said and we designed it for this situation. The person either didn't want to file bankruptcy or made too much money and wasn't eligible, but they still had too much credit card debt and they wanted a way of resolving it. We came up with a program that said if we can get them out of debt in no longer than a 24-month period by using the minimum monthly payments they had been making to create that fund of money to settle the debt and pay the cost, it's a good solution, more effective. It's a, it's a viable, effect, viable solution, and it's quick and it's easy. The key is the power of the minimum monthly payment. The power of the minimum monthly payment, payment, payment. <laughs> I and, love that. And, and, and the reason why we say that is this. If you're rich is paying $1,500 a month, if $1,500 a month, times 24 is creates a pot of money sufficient for us to settle all the credit card debt and pay the legal fees, then the program is a go. Typically, what we do is we evaluate every credit card Rich has. 
We look at it depending on which credit card company he owes it to, and we know which ones we can settle, the range that we can settle each one for. They vary. I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Some of them are more difficult. Some of them are extremely easy. Yeah, That's but the it, key. At the, key at, the, at the end, at the it end, comes out to about 35 yeah. to 38%. I was saying we're, we're looking at the whole picture, and it's a matter of putting the war chest money aside and making sure that we can – we have the, the, the ability to negotiate it. If you have the ability to pay that minimum monthly payment every month, then you have the ability to save so the minimum simply, monthly payment simply every put, month. Simply put, Brian, is we're using that minimum monthly. We're going to stop paying those credit cards, and then you're going to put that money aside. You're either going to put it aside yourself, or you're going to put it in our trust account. And guess what? Under debt resolution, unlike debt settlement, you're not charged a fee each and every time you want to put the money aside, or even worse, charged a fee if you miss a month. Yeah, well, well, let me take a minute and just say what debt resolution is nothing like debt settlement. These national companies that talk about debt settlement are not doing you a good service. They make it sound like it's a simple guaranteed payment over a 48-month period, which is a fiction, because you have to settle each credit card company with each one separately, and you do that by negotiating each one individually. They charge 15 to 18% of the debt, whereas we only charge 8.5% of the debt. And then they charge you $100 or so a month to hold your money, yeah, well, which is ridiculous. Well, they have a service fee for holding your money. And a setup fee usually when they open the account. But the biggest fallacy to debt settlement is also if you get sued, they don't defend you. Nope. In fact, on page, you know, you look at their, their retainer agreement, on page 35, subparagraph 27, it'll say, by the way, if you get sued... We, we're not going to defend you. You have to hire an independent lawyer. Which so might what, be the best time to settle. Right. So, so They what, don't do what's the best way so to settle. Let me, just, let me take two minutes and explain how we actually do it. We stop paying your credit cards. You save the money of, from your minimum monthly payments. Nine months to 16 months down the road is where we settle those debts using the fund that we've created from your minimum payments. If you can't afford to make the minimum monthly payments, debt resolution doesn't work for you. Then you're more likely a Chapter well, Seven there, or Chapter there may Thirteen be bankruptcy. Other avenues of of getting obtaining the money, but in general, debt resolution does not work if you can't afford to make the minimum monthly payment. But it, but but it does work if you are making those minimum monthly payments, and it works well. And in two years. Less 18 months to two years, you're out of debt. So let's take Rich. In Rich's case, assuming he had five or six credit cards, I don't want to go through all the numbers. We estimated his total settlements, total cost of his settlements on $60,000 worth of debt came to 21000 His attorney costs would be 5000 Total cost of 26000 We divide that by his $1,500 minimum monthly payment. That means we project him to be out of debt in 17 months program works beautiful for rich now we're running out of time i want to do announcements uh, and then we'll we'll close with the final word i want to remind our viewers watch the tv remind our listeners watch the tv version of law and reality 11 o'clock a.m every sunday on tv 20 Sign up for our monthly contest on the Lawn Reality website, free $50 Visa gift card, Lawn Reality hat, and a copy of my book, Dump Your Debt. We have a seminar coming up Wednesday, September 26, 6 to 7.30 p.m. September is the time for my debt to fall. We're going to talk about how to preserve did, future. Did you, did you make up that title? Of course I did. 
Okay, just checking. I make up all the titles to the uh-huh. uh-huh. How to preserve future income for you and your family. Debt resolution, using bankruptcy. Jenny's going to talk about resolving tax problems. Brian and I are going to lead you through the system and methods that we use to eliminate debt. Brian's also going to talk about budget management. Sign up at thavgross.com or lawandreality.com or call 888-235-HELP. Don't forget, I'm also going to talk about student loan problems and, and student how to loan. deal with student loan, student loan issues. Absolutely. Also, remember, you can always come in to Thavgross for a free consultation. If you've got debt issues or estate issues, estate planning issues with Brian, uh, tax issues with Jenny, workers' comp and disability issues with uh, Jeff Kirshner, elder law issues with Pat Samasco, business issues with myself, just go to the website, request a free consult, and we'll get you in for a meeting, or you can always call 888-235-HELP. Also, check out the website. There's three great reports on the website, how to save your home from foreclosure, business formations, loans and grants uh, for small businesses in Detroit and Michigan, and Pat Samasco's Retiree's Guide to Social Security. Okay, we got a couple minutes left. All right, now back to debt resolution and rich. Here's the thing. When you call up these 800 number companies that say on the radio, if you have $10,000 worth of debt, you're eligible for this special program. Number one, There is no special program. There's no government-sanctioned program to eliminate credit card debt. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I was believing those commercials. The facts are they will settle with you, but you have to know how to do it. Debt settlement is a system where they settle your debt and they take deals that they shouldn't take. If you stop, one of the things Brian always says in our seminar, if you stop paying your credit card debt, and wait six months to nine months, they'll eventually call you and offer you a 25% discount. You don't need to, you don't need a lawyer. You don't need anyone for no, that. No, but to get the really solid, good settlements. Strategy. You absolutely you need strategy. You need to have somebody working on your behalf. And the beauty of what we do is, is we're lawyers. So if you get sued, it's included in... The defense of the lawsuit is included in our representation of you. Not only is the defense included, sometimes our goal is to get you out of debt at the lowest possible dollar. Sometimes, if a credit card company refuses to give us an offer that we think is as good as we should get, say they're holding out for seventy percent, we'll wait for them to send it to collection, and we'll wait for them to send it to a lawyer and sue, and then we'll settle it at the lawsuit level. We don't charge you for doing it. It's part of the program. But at the lawsuit level, I have the ability to send out a subpoena and request them to produce their national credit manager for a deposition. They will never agree to do that. And at that point, you jostle back and forth. And then all of a sudden, the settlement comes back down to the 35 to 40% range, which is what we want to make the program work. And we take the deal. You can't be afraid of the lawsuit. But if you have to go pay an outside attorney for a lawsuit, the whole program falls apart. You can't afford to do that. You wouldn't be doing debt resolution if you were loaded with bucks that you wanted to spend on a lawyer. So the key is you have to do it in an efficient way. Debt settlement is not efficient. It's predicated on just getting you into the program and telling you what you want to hear. That's not what we're about. We're about making sure that we solve the problem. We're local, we're here, we're part of the community, we've been part of the community, we're not, we've been here for 36 years and we're not going anywhere. The whole key is to make sure the system works. You get on the phone and you start giving credit card numbers and 
sending cash to people that are in California and out of the country. It's crazy. You shouldn't do it for tax problems. You shouldn't do it for credit card problems at all. Final words, Jenny? It's time to plan for your future. Perfect time is now. Brian? There's been no better time to plan for your future than now because if you didn't do it already yesterday, you're too late for yesterday, but (laughs) might as well work on it today. My final words, quoting Bobby Kennedy, if not now, when? Every month you continue to make the minimum monthly payments on your credit cards is delaying that money going into your savings in your future. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with Law & Reality. Thanks for tuning in.